to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I am your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your good and your bad podcast. We're at Amazon's podcast thing. You can find us on Audible. I'm amazed at all the places you could find us um, because I don't know how in the world that happens. It's amazing how things can get away from you, man. Be careful what you put on the internet, kids. Somebody may find it one day. Um, you can follow follow us or along with us, local bar uh, on. Let me try that again. You can follow us on the socials, local bar media over on the Facebooks, and then uh, localbarmedia.com is where you can go. And if you want to send an email, uh, condolences, Chad at localbarmedia.com. I got a lot of very nice emails from Swifties. Just so if you're wondering, if you actually listened to the last show, I did get a lot. I knew this would happen, and I'm, I might do something with them one day. And I emailed them all back saying I might actually do something with this on the show. Thank you for emailing it in. You need to listen to the show. People were dogging me before they ever. It was obvious they hadn't listened to the show. I knew it would happen. I knew it would. Uh, but there were a lot, and I have to say uh, quite a few, uh, some very nice messages. I got some of the nicest messages I've ever had on a on a show um, on that one we did last week about uh, it's titled The Problem with Taylor Swift. Um, I um, I got some hate mail, too. You'd be surprised who it came from. <laughs> it wasn't Swifties. It wasn't the Swifties. Hmm. Hey, before we begin this week, I want to uh, just give a, a little nod to our boy Don Merkel. If you keep up with Don, uh, we always talk about having his music on the show. I don't think we've had his music on the show in weeks, uh, except for the closing. Uh, but we, 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 will, we will this week. Um, I uh, just want to give a shout out to him. He's got some really cool gigs coming up. First is at the Red Horse Inn up in Landrum, South Carolina. That's a really pretty part of the state. It's right there on the border between North and South Carolina. Uh, it's a really cool place. If you're up in that area, he'll be there on October 15th. On October 20th, he'll be in Dunn, North Carolina at the Bird's Nest Listening Room, which looks like, and I've never been there, but looks like an awesome room to go to. Uh, if you go to that show, make Don tell you stories. Don't let him just sing. Make him tell you stories about the songs. He hates that, but but demand it. Uh, Lenore, South Carolina at the Happy Valley Filling Station, which looks like an amazing place. He'll be there on the 21st. Uh, so if you're up in that area, 20th and 21st, get a chance to see him twice. But uh, probably the easiest one for a lot of you to get to, Asheville, North Carolina. He'll be at the Outpost. That'll be November 3rd. Um, and that may be one that your boy's at. So you never know. If you're there and you spot me, and you ask me to buy you a drink, I will. At any of them. That goes for any of them. Don would like to see me at some of them because I haven't been to one in a while. I, I need to do that. Last one, I did. I, I don't know if I announced it on the show, but I played with Don down in Savannah uh, at a really cool place, too. We had a really good time at that one. That was a, that was a, that was a neat weekend. A lot of funny stories from that night. Um, I'm reading one of the most interesting books uh, that I've ever read. It is uh, It came out in 2018 or 19 uh, on Jimmy Buffett, and it is called uh, A Good Life All the Way. You can find it anywhere you find your books. Uh, if you are an audiobook fan, it's a, it's a very re- well-read copy. Uh, sometimes I get those, and I'm like, who is this voice actor? Uh, every now and then they, they, they hit it right. And, uh, I'm pretty impressed with this guy. Uh, it's, it's a story or not a story. It, it's a, it's a, it's a book that chronicles. Yeah. Jimmy's life, but how the music industry shaped his life, um, and how his songs, although they were really hard to sell, 
bled into different industries and how he as a, a, as really kind of an unassuming guy completely reshaped uh, some of the music industry, some of it, not all of it, but some of it, but completely changed the landscape of 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 part of the United States. I mean it is it is a it, it's such a it's such a comedy of errors in some ways. It's such a, an amazing story that shows how driven of an artist he was. Uh, but not only that, how, how I'd say savvy a business person and the likes of he knew what he wanted but didn't know how to get it but knew people that could get it for him. I mean, talk about some a, a, a team player that knew how to reach out and get people uh, that he knew he needed. It's, it's, it's really neat. But the, the names that he uh, comes across – the people that were there to help him, the people that shunned him. I mean, it's, it is an amazing, amazing story. Uh, but if anything, it's uh, just a great, great um, depiction and and some really cool insight on his life and the people that surrounded him. And a lot of it's, it's an interesting read now uh, since he's passed because it, it really lets you see how much people really loved him. And this was before he died. And so uh, I, I think that it's uh, if it's if it's something that you're you're interested in, whether you're a Jimmy Buffett fan or not, you, you'd be interested in. It. If you're a music fan, it is amazing. I um I got a chance to talk this week uh, with a guy that I met. It's coming up on a year ago. Uh, we happened to, to 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 come across each other uh, because of. Uh, a vacation that Maria and I've taken that we've talked about ad nauseum on, on these shows and to all of our friends. And I almost hate to mention the words, the rock boat again, but uh, this is kind of cool because this was not an artist that I met. Well, uh, he is an artist, but uh, uh, not a, not a, uh, a labeled artist uh, that I got to meet on the boat. It's actually just a guy that I met and uh, we've, we've met through the rock boat and in, in, enjoyed following each other on social media, and he he listens to the show, and he's he's a very nice guy, very cool guy, and someone that I was like, okay, we we gotta we gotta have him on the show because he's come across a couple of things that are very interesting. What I what I love about reading that book, um, and living the life that I do. It's um it's it's really cool how there's an aspect of my life that's connected me to people. And it's really funny how a lot of the story of, of my life, if anyone ever wanted to sit down and read that boring thing, so much of it would be wrapped around this, this one part of my life. And it's funny because I will tell you that I didn't pay attention to that or notice it until recently. And when I tell you what it was, it, it, you'll probably think I'm an idiot. Because it's the one thing that I should have noticed first, but I, I didn't. That's a lot of vague talk, but hey, I got a whole show to do here, so I, I don't want to just spill the beans just yet. So more on that in a second. But first, my conversation with really cool guy Brian Peterson, and I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Time to time, we have uh, different entertainers, uh, uh, different folks that we have uh, met through the music world that are either other musicians uh, or other bands that we have played with, other bands that have played with them, or whatever that connection is. I have not done this enough. For all the talk that I've done about the Rock Boat, I, I have only brought on the boys that do the Rock Boat podcast. That is ridiculous. Joining me today is a guy that I met on the last Rock Boat who has done some really cool things lately. And uh, I wanted to call attention to it. I also wanted to bring him on just because he's a really cool freaking guy. Mr. Brian Peterson. Brian, how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, Chad, it, I am doing great. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All the way from Indiana. Are you born and raised up there? I'm not. I'm, uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey, um, moved to Atlanta for a few years, 
And one one weekend, I decided to go to the Kentucky Derby. And, oh, no uh, kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the infield of the Derby, and I meet this beautiful woman, and uh, we end up uh, forming a relationship, and I decided it's time to move away from in, uh, Atlanta to Indiana, and I married my wife, Jackie, here in Indianapolis. Ah, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, yeah. you uh, you guys, we got, we got the chance to meet on the Rock Boat and to go back. If, if you're a new listener to the show or if you're someone who hasn't heard me talking incessantly about this thing since <laughs> I found out what it was, the Rock Boat is a music festival that is put on by the guys from Sister Hazel. Uh, I went on my first one last year, my first of many. I, I, I don't know. My, my buddy Jeremy and I that were on it, uh, it was funny. I, I, Brian, I don't know if I told you this story. Uh, our wives, they, they do stuff together. They have a girl's trip every year. And uh, Jeremy and I were on the boat, and I was like, are we going to make this our guy's trip? And he's like, hell yeah, we're getting a robe. And I'm like, okay, all right, then we're, we're going to do it. This is this is our thing every year. Um, it's great. you know. And, 10 years, man. Yeah, hey, listen, I absolutely plan on, on getting that robe. Uh, I, um, you know, the thing about the rock boat, and just to go ahead and get this out of the way real quick, I have talked a lot about how great it was to be able to go, and, and, but whenever I've talked with other friends of mine, um, I would say 60% of it, I'm talking about the music, 40% of it, I'm talking about the people that I meet. And for something that's a big music festival like that, I don't think a lot of people like realize that you were a first time rock boater as well. What music aside, we're going to get into that here in a minute. Uh, music aside, what was some of your shining points of being on that trip? And uh, all the stuff that you uh, you kind of took from your first rock boat experience. Oh man, I'll tell you the the biggest thing that my wife and I talk about um, all the time was how the uh, the bands and and the musicians um, were just blending in with the crowd. So uh, the one thing, uh, probably the biggest thing, was was. Uh, going on one of the excursions out to um, to jump through the uh, the waterfalls and we're on with with Ryan and Jet from Sister Hazel. Oh wow. And my wife couldn't stop talking afterwards about watching Jet be a parent to his teenage kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and the frustration he was showing to his kids. Um, you know, and and we're hanging out with him during the day jumping through some waterfalls but then that night they're performing for us like they're a rock star right yeah uh and and she just loved that and seeing him deal with the kids um so that that you know that kind of interaction with the bands with the musicians throughout the the whole rock boat was was really damn cool now we talked about this a little bit before the show but explain how you found out about the 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 whole festival okay my wife and I have been fans of Sister Hazel since, I don't know, 96, 97, about when we first met. And um, when we first heard about the rock boat, our kids were teeny, tiny, one-year-old, two-year-old. And we always said we want to go on the rock boat, uh, but never would uh, because it was when our kids were in school. We couldn't take off during that time in January. Um, and we kept saying, okay, we're going to go as soon as our kids are out of the house. And when our two daughters, our youngest were in uh, college, we said, okay, we're going. And uh, man, the, the first year available was need to breathe and cowboy mouth, red wanting blue and carbon leaf. And we said, we've got to go. Yeah. So we were fortunate. She waited um, that first morning when tickets opened and she, she got us on the cruise that first day available, and uh, man, what a great time it was to be on there! Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, a, a couple of things before we we get into some of the things about you, I, I do want to bring up for anybody that may have been Rock Boat or Sister Hazel fans. You went to the Hazelnuts meetup not long ago. That was when was that? Just a couple of weeks ago, or when was that? Yeah, that was in uh, August. This this. August um, of of this year, I brought uh, my, my wife and I said, yeah, we're going. And then my my younger daughter, who um, who wasn't at school yet, she said, I want to go, too. So we bought three tickets. <laughs> yeah. 
Then my, my older daughter, who's a junior at college, she said, well, I'm at school already, but I'm going to take off a few days. I want to meet you there because she loves Sister Hazel and she loves Cowboy Mouth. And so we got her a ticket. So the four of us were down there. Um, now, we're in Charleston in August. Yeah. It, it, it had to be 125 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot, <laughs> um, yeah. But that Windjammer is a cool place to watch some shows. Um, we saw Cow, uh, Cowboy Mouth the first night, got to meet some of the guys from the band before and after the show. Sister Hazel, Ken, Drew, Jet were walking around meeting people. And, and my daughter was in just heaven getting to go get pictures taken and kind of hang out with them a little bit um, in a, in a – a small setting where they were open and, and authentic and just hanging out with people and their, their crowd. It was just a beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it, it, one of the things that I, I really like about them and, you know, I, I knew this uh, pre rock boot. I mean, they, they obviously show it through what they do there, but the uh, bands like sister Hazel, they're, they're always so good with their fans. I and mean, cowboy mouth is too. They're, they're phenomenal. It's one of the reasons they have such a vicious following everywhere they go. And, and you know, I, I really like that. You know, the more and more bands are, um, and this is just a, I don't, I don't have any inside information into the music industry, but the more and more that bands are, are, are not getting the money they would get through streaming, um, because record sales are now different. And because of the competition through indie that way, it's, it seems like the bands that perform are outperforming and they're charging a lot of money or they're doing whatever. They're playing a lot of shows, however you want to look at it. But I'm always amazed and, and I don't see why people don't realize it's the bands that treat their fans right or the ones that are constantly selling out no matter the size of the venue. And I, I think that's really cool. And the Windjammer, Windjammer, it's always been an underrated place. I'll, I'll tell you that back when I was growing up in Charleston in the 90s, the farm was the king. The music farm was the king. That was that was the place. But the Windjammer was always there. It was just harder for a college kid to get out there because, yeah, it's a drive. And in Charleston, when you <laughs> live downtown, you're pretty much walking everywhere and you don't have to worry about DUIs if you're walking everywhere. The Isle of Palms, this is back before they built the connector. That's how old I Hell, the old bridge was still up, okay? That's how old I am. That bridge that's there is not even the bridge that was there. And uh, that was a long way. It was a long way. But whenever I would go out that way, somebody would have a house for a weekend, or we'd, just, we'd brave it just for something. And that windjammer is great. What I love about the windjammer is not a damn thing has changed. There is nothing different about that building than what I remember in the 90s. And if there is, they made it look the exact same way. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's a great place. It sure is. Uh, we did the Hazelnut Hang eight years ago. Oh, wow. Cool. And that, yeah, that's where we were introduced to Melodyne. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Man, those guys are amazing. Um, and we we saw that them at the, the Hazelnut Hang in uh, 15, and then, you know, obviously nothing has changed, just like you said, uh, from 15 to 23. So w we were just having a blast there this year. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, um, a couple of things, you know, you, you and I met on the rock boat and I followed you on Facebook. This is one of the cool things about this show is that, you know, I get to watch people and once we get to know each other, I, I, I watch you, I sit that back and I just spy on you in real life. You've had a couple of things that have come up though, that have really grabbed my attention and stuff that you've either promoted or been a part of. I'm really curious about something and I, and I hate the, here's. Here's why I'm a terrible friend and terrible marketer, okay? <laughs> I do all this after it's already happened the first time I find out about it. So this is a reminder for everybody to put on their calendar to keep an eye out for this stuff for next year. I'm curious, first of all, the uh, the is it, is it the MIBOR Foundation Request-a-thon? What, what is that? So my bore, wow, okay. Um, you are following. I love that. My board is, uh, is an Indianapolis Realtors Association, and uh, my business just partners with realtors. And uh, one, then this organization did a, a request event um, put on by a, my buddy Bart Fisher. And him and uh, a DJ, they were taking requests all day from realtors and anybody in that uh, realm 
um, to raise money uh, for the MyBor Association, which raises money to help homeless people find uh, housing. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, how, long, how, yeah. long, how long has that been around? So, um, so Bart uh, and, and the rest of the crew, they, they actually started the, the request-a-thon just last year. So this is year two. And uh, I, I just met them uh, about six months ago, and they said, hey, they're doing this event again, and do I want to be a part of it? So uh, my business partner and I did, uh, did a sponsorship to help out the realtors and, and the foundation and uh, went over there and hung out for the day. Um, they were taking requests. Bart puts on a great show. Um, the DJ was playing amazing music. Yeah. And uh, uh, raising, I think, about $6,000 to to help out this oh, foundation wow. for, for the uh, – uh, that was the last number I heard. It, it could have been more by the time it was over. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's what they do. Uh, so that's very that- – very cool that you're checking that out for me. I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that that's really neat. You know, I, I, I'll tell you why it grabbed my attention. I, I knew it was a fundraiser for something, and and I, I looked and saw, you know, just uh, just a little bit that I, I I delved into with it. I'll tell you what I love about that. I mean, there's fundraisers every year. My wife and I just went to one just Saturday night. There, there's there's always stuff that people have, and 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 don't get me wrong. A lot of times when it's the um, when it's this event that you know is a silent auction and you love to get dressed up and you go and it's great. Those are always fun and they always do very well. I get that. The problem is, is that I'm getting older and it's the same crap. And I I really don't like that. I love it when someone has a fresh idea to fundraising and what a great idea. I mean, because first of all, everybody loves music. Everybody loves putting in requests, and what what a great time to be able to sit around and just looking at the the schematics of it, the pictures that they've put up about it. It looks like it's a hell of a show. That's really really cool. Is that in October every year? Is that held about the same time? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, that uh, I think it was the first week of October. It was out um, downtown Indianapolis, and uh, we had a beautiful day. Weather was perfect. There was a couple of food trucks out there. And uh, there was people dancing and just requesting music and paying paying money to have their request put on so that uh, <laughs> they, they could pay music, uh, make a donations to the organization. That's, it, was, it was fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the tough question now. What does my bore stand for? Oh, you got me. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. You know, I, I don't get me wrong. <laughs> I should have looked it up too. So it's really just my fault as much as it is yours. But I know it's. I M- think. I know it's, it's M I B O R. Yeah. So something Indianapolis Board of Realtors. Okay. So if anyone in the area or even outside of it is curious about this, um, please we'll, we'll 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 remember to come back and and circle back around to it uh, in the middle of the year next year. And if they have an if they have a streaming component where people can watch and even request that way. We'll be sure to kind of pre- present that and make sure that we plug in that way and we let people know that they can donate to it. Well, it's, 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 it's always great. You know, you, you work as a realtor, you work in that community, you, you obviously see the part outside of that. You know, people worry about the, the price of their homes and their home value, uh, but we also worry about other people and, and, and what they're able to do. And that that's great that that organization does stuff like that. Does it, does it, is it, Seem in your area, does it seem like there's a lot of people are really connected with those kinds of causes? Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The business that I'm in, we we partner with realtors all over the city, um, throughout the nine counties around Indianapolis, and and so there's my board meetings all over the place. So it, it's a it's a big community. Okay. Well, you don't you don't have to be afraid. You can plug your business on here. What is it that you do? So I am a partner in what's called Units Portable Storage. They're actually founded in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, no and kidding. It's a, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a national franchise group of uh, portable storage containers, um, people who need storage for uh, their houses or uh, for moving. Um, so are y'all, are y'all nationwide? Uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, about 80 franchises nationwide. And uh, uh, again, we're we're 
headquartered right there in Charleston. Oh, well, how about that? So yeah. that's why you're coming down here in November. That's exactly right, I was, my friend. I was looking, you sent me a message. I was looking on the calendar. I'm like, what concert am I missing on like a Monday night? <laughs> and yeah, I, no, Sister Hazel's not going to be there in, in November. I'll be there uh, beginning in November or second week in November for a uh, unit's portable storage uh, leadership meeting. Oh, uh, okay. Got and, it. uh, Spend a few days down there. My wife and I are going to spend an extra day or two and uh, hope to find a show or two to watch uh, while we're down there. I got you. It's, it, it's funny. I was actually down uh, with um, uh, Don Merkel, the guy that does music of the show. And uh, sure. I, I, I was I think it was like a Tuesday night. It was some it was a random night down there. And uh, this was not long ago. This is probably the past four or five months. And uh, J, our good buddy, Jason Brockman, who played with us and he plays with a couple of bands down there. And this one really cool guy, Arlie. I can never remember Arlie's last name. And um, we Don called me up. He's like, hey, you, you doing anything tonight? I'm like, no, no, what's going on? He's like, uh, I'm going to go see Sunvolt. You want to go? I was like, are you? Yeah, are you kidding me? And they were they just happened to be down there. And it was it was like some random. It may not have been. I think it was Tuesday. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, you never know down in that in that magical town what's what's happening. So, all right, well, good deal. Awesome. Well, it's good to know that that's what you do. It's good to uh, it's good to see how you're involved with all that stuff. The other thing that I saw that I really had to ask you about that I, I that I can't wait to hear more of an ex, uh, <laughs> a, a, a explanation on is it is the is it called the Freebird Festival? The Freebird Jam? There's something Freebird Fest. Yeah, Freebird Fest. That's it. Yeah, so, so explain what this ridiculousness is. <laughs> you're you're right about that. And ridiculous is a term I used with my wife multiple times while I was getting ready for this. Um, so let me go back to the beginning. I I started playing guitar just a couple of years ago. Uh, I said I'm going to learn how to play guitar uh, for the first time, and I started taking some lessons online. And as I got a little bit better. I was like, all right, so what do I do now? And, and I met this this group in Indianapolis who they take musicians and they put them together with other musicians to form a band. Okay. They've got about 36 bands yeah. overall in their organization. This is called the Rock Garage okay. in Indianapolis. All right. So the Rock Garage has got all these bands, and we go and rehearse together. My wife calls it Little League. For old men who want to play music. All right. Okay. All right. So they put me together. I play rhythm guitar with a lead guitarist and a bassist and a singer and a drummer. And now we've got a band. And then they put us and they say, okay, we've got shows every week. You choose which show you want to go. And now not only are you going to learn how to play some songs together, you're going to go play live in front of an audience. And so we've been doing that now for three or four months, right? And right. I'm with this band. And all of a sudden, uh, our music director sends out an email. He says, hey, guys, I just got a message that Freebird Fest needs some people to come join us. I said, okay, what's Freebird Fest? <laughs> right. <laughs> and the email said, there's a group of guys who decided they wanted to get musicians together to play Freebird and be the first ones to ever play it live for eight hours <laughs> nonstop <laughs> and, and get into the Guinness Book of World Records because nobody has ever played right. Yeah, I'm Freebird. sure. Right. <laughs> for eight hours, yeah. I, be right. I believe that that's not in there yet. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. got gotcha. you. So it, it's a nine-minute song, whatever, nine minute and 12 seconds or whatever it is on iTunes. Um, with the first four minutes having vocals, and after that, there's a solo. So the 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 notice that we got was that okay, we're going to start at uh, noon, and we're going to start the song, and we're not going to stop until after 8 p.m. And on the hour, we're going to start the song, and then we're going to keep soloing until the next hour. Okay, gotcha. And then. <laughs> And the next hour, we're going to have a new singer come on, and we're going to start playing again. And we'll sing it again and keep soloing. So they had this set up at a campground, and um, there was two drum sets. There was two keyboards. There was amplifiers for all the bassists and guitarists who just kept turning uh, yeah. on and yeah. moving in and out. And there was a 
a backstage director and an onstage director and a music director, and they were coordinating everybody. And overall, there was probably a hundred players throughout wow. the day. Wow! Oh my God! Are you serious? It was, <laughs> it was bonkers. So they had they had all sorts of people lined up to play, and then they invited that organization, like I was talking about before, the Rock Garage, to bring their people. Yeah. So from about three thirty or four o'clock until five thirty or six o'clock was the time for the Rock Garage to be a part of it. Um, so I showed up and, and I brought my guitar over there and waited around and I watched the show for a little while. And then when they, they called me up, I, I started in when it was in the middle of a solo session Okay, all right. <laughs> and, and I, and I played the rhythm guitar for about 10 minutes until they were ready to start singing again. Um, and, and they had to make sure that no music stopped. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, the, the uh, Guinness Book of World Records wasn't going to accept it. <laughs> right. And and like I said, this is a totally ridiculous situation. Um, but we had a great time. And so we started the song and uh, we played again. Um, and actually, the singer and the lead guitarist in my current band, uh, we were all on stage together. And, and we, we did the song and, and soloed for another 10 minutes or so. Um, then they started bringing on some new people and then we just kept playing for a little while longer. Um, and after I was gone, you know, they brought on more people and just had a great time for another. <laughs> so, so who, three or four hours. so first of all, the, 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 this begs the question, have we heard <laughs> from Guinness on this yet? I have not. So I have been waiting. I actually um, sent an email to the to the folks who did the organization of this um, uh, the you know a, a day or two ago just to try to find out any status. Um, they were still waiting to hear um, any results. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'll have to follow up with you. Oh yeah. Once I hear oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need to know this. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they've got to go through and check everywhere to make sure, you know, there's, there's that, there could be this K-pop band over in Seoul that decided to try this a few years ago. You never know. So they got to search through everything. I'm sure. Uh, and yeah. you, like, you wonder how much stuff they get sent, like, you know, like it, it's still, it's one of those things. Like I, I love, the Guinness Book of World Records because it's it's one of the it's it's a great thing to have around if you're just curious but man you get into a debate after a few drinks there's nothing like going through that book and you'll find the craziest stuff so you know they you know they're sent stuff all the time um, oh you're not kidding the other question how how did they decide who the final band was going to be and what was it like when they were playing were you there for that I did not stay. oh my um, god Brian <laughs> I know I know I know. So I, I had, uh, my, my wife had some plans for us that day and I said, hun, I gotta go. I got, I got, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I said, I said, listen, uh, back in 1984, when I'm in fourth grade with my buddies, we looked at the Guinness book of world records. And I've always said, I would love to be in that thing. There you go. That's and, right. <laughs> and I, I have the opportunity now. Right. Uh, I'm almost 50. I gotta take my chance. So. I left where we were. Um, I stayed there for, it was two and a half hours, and I only played music for 25 minutes. But I had to go back and yeah. hang out with my wife and the things she had planned for us. So I had a buddy who, um, he's been a musician. Like, like, look, I just learned how to play guitar a few years ago. He's been a musician, had some professional experience for years. Um, he played early and long um and and so i asked him how things went and and he he even didn't stay till the end and he <laughs> he, he probably he probably played for a total of like two and a half hours oh wow yeah throughout the day well i'm i'm sure that i'm sure that one of the guys that put this on or at least the, like the group you're talking about i'm sure that they probably had the band together at the end. I mean, I'm sure they didn't yeah. just like, it wasn't just random who they chose. to. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, there, yeah. There's a, um, there's a local DJ called Don stuck. Uh, he's, he's been around in, in 
in our area forever. He was playing for a long time. I know he was here at the end. There was another group who they were kind of the, the, uh, they played in the beginning, they played in the middle before I got there. Yeah. And then they, they were scheduled to play at the end. I know that that, that was the, uh, the expectation that they were going to be the ones who finished it off. Um, you know, throughout eight hours, there's a lot of different people who were playing <laughs> yeah. just a little bit yeah. of a different style, a little bit of a different technique, uh, a little bit of a different caliber. Yeah, I, um, I, that's what I was sitting here thinking. Like, you know, I don't know that I would want to sit and listen to all eight hours, but <laughs> I wouldn't mind if somebody took snippets of people's, we'll, we'll call it version, translation, um, jam off of what somebody was playing before. I would love to see the progression of some of those jams, especially the the long instrumental parts that you guys were jamming off of. Like that's that's pretty cool, and that's a that's a really so so it's, it's such a neat, wild and crazy thing. Uh, but that 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 is really cool to me. If they make this an annual thing, I want to know about it, and, and like I <laughs> I might come up for that. Like that that could be a cool thing. I'll I'll even bring the camper man, and I'll just sit up there for all eight hours. I've got I've got no shame with that. I would I would. That's beautiful. That. Yeah. Uh, bring bring the kids because it was at a campground. There was the playground on one side. There was the water slides on the other side. There was us in the middle. Um, there was all sorts of food for everybody. Um, it was a great atmosphere. Yeah. Beautiful day. Yeah. Um, you know. One of the things about it was really cool. Um, the music instructor, or the, excuse me, the music director, he was taking it from where I'm the only guitarist and I'm just playing the rhythm for a little bit, and they bring on a lead, and then they were they had two keyboard people, uh, two drummers, um, and then it would bring on two to five guitarists at a time. Yeah, and you know everybody was just doing their thing. And taking turns, uh, you know, sharing the music and 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 having having to go at, at what their uh, their impression or <laughs> their version of that song. Yeah. So that I'm cool. I'm curious. You you said something a, a little while back, and I always whenever I'm sitting around and, and talking to folks that I, I that I just meet, it's it's kind of a line of questioning that I that I always like to get into, but I'm curious about something. Uh, you, you, you're obviously a music lover. This is something, and I, and I think, I think most of us are, it just depends on how much we put into music and how much we, I, I think there are some of us that just enjoy it a little bit more that, that really get lost in it. And I, I completely understand that. Um, you're, uh, you're not an old guy, but you're not a young guy. And I'm, <laughs> I'm very interested in you wanting to learn to play an instrument at this age. Now, I have to ask first, did you know how to play any instrument before? All right. So in high school, I learned how to play bass. Okay. In a band. And oh. I had a band called False Alarm with a few guys. And we, we played a few uh, Zeppelin, Hendrix, Van Halen songs. All just right. to, you yeah. know, the guitarist was good. The yeah. drummer was good. I just know, learned how to play and follow along with the notes. I hope, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, if y'all are playing those songs, I hope that guitarist is good. That's that's pretty. He was good. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, I didn't touch an instrument from seventeen until I'm forty three. Okay. When I decided to take my daughter's keyboard um, and learn how to play piano. Okay. I said I'm gonna learn how to play her piano, and so I did that for two years. And uh, the online in instructor course that I was taking had a guitar course also. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, you know what? That guitar is my, my daughter. My other daughter has a guitar sitting in the corner. Let me, let me try this out for a minute. And I haven't touched a piano since the day that I touched the guitar. <laughs> and really? I think I've played a guitar every day since. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What, I'll, what... Tell you, I'll tell you what. The only days that I didn't play guitar was on the rock boat because i was embarrassed and I, I wouldn't take the i didn't take the guitar with me on the cruise because i was like no nah, i'm not worthy of having a, a acting like i can play guitar in front of all these people <laughs> do you know do you know that i am and my wife just thinks i'm nuts over this but i am i almost did it last year i'm a hair away from doing it now of buying a guitar and taking that thing on the rock boat 
so a guitar. Yeah, so that okay. if people are jamming and they need a keyboard player, I'm your Huckleberry. I can sit down and play. <laughs> and I've got a buddy that's got a um, a wireless amp. You just load up the batteries in it, and I'm like, I, I will walk around that ship looking for a band to play with if I could do that. Uh, I, but uh, yeah, I, I I get you on that. I get you on not bringing it on the boat. So uh, how I'm curious, learning to play guitar. Being someone yeah. who's always loved music, who's gotten a lot out of it, you, you've talked about uh, a fundraiser that you're a part of that's music based. You're talking about getting into the Guinness Book of World Records. It is a music thing. You obviously find a connection with music in your life. What's it been like for you to learn an instrument um, at this point in your life? I mean, again, I, I understand that you've had some instruction with music before but it sounds like the bulk of it really has been this self-taught thing that's happened in your 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 closest years where you are right now at this age in your life what's that been like for you and and where do you find yourself as say and i don't mean to sound cheesy when i ask this but for your appreciation for for music and the performers that you see live now did it change anything did it did it solidify anything for you what what has that feeling been like just from learning an instrument it's okay first off it's it's a blast um uh i'm having a great time um and then watching you know the performers it, it gives me a different perspective on what they're doing um <laughs> i know my wife she's always catching me at church every sunday watching the guitarist in the band instead of listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah because th- there's a guy who stands in the back there he's got his beautiful gibson and man i, I just watch him play the whole time it's, <laughs> That's awesome. it's a beautiful thing um so uh you know i, I i'm just uh, it's weird to think, you know, that I'm becoming what some people would call a musician. It's, it's odd. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, here in Indianapolis, there's a, there's a place called the slippery noodle. It's, uh, the oldest bar in Indiana. It's a blues, uh, legendary place. And, uh, through the rock band, actually, we're playing there on Saturday. Oh, cool. And my my wife is inviting every damn person. She knows. <laughs> right. I'm like, don't do that to me. But but we're we're gonna go and we're gonna do our best to to put on the, the songs that we know and just have a good time. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know, uh, it, it, not that you asked for this advice, I'm gonna give it to you. Let your wife invite everybody. Don't worry, <laughs> you're gonna mess up as much as you would if nobody's there. And I'm gonna tell you, it's not the notes you miss, but the ones you get right. And the songs that really hit, that, that'll make it for you, man. I, I think I think it's awesome. I wish I lived closer. I, I would certainly be there for it, man. That's really oh, cool. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, um, uh, Brian, I, I got I to tell you, you know, I, I really appreciate your perspective on this kind of stuff. And I appreciate you being um, uh, so open with uh, the things that you've got going on. Uh, real quick, and you, and you may not have anything. I didn't ask you this before. But is there anything that's going on? Anything, any any big event in your area? Oh, oh, well, say again th- this place that you're going to be. I- I'll make sure that we put that uh, up on the uh, on, on the page, so anybody that might be in your area, they can go by. Say, so, would you say the name of that club was? So the the club is is the Slippery Noodle, but okay. the organization that I'm most uh, you know would want to push is the Rock Garage. It's uh, it's up here in Indianapolis, and they're helping, you know. Uh, amateur musicians get together with other amateur musicians and just have the time of their life playing in live in front of live audience. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know what? I might, I might just, you, you might have to connect me with them. Maybe we have some of them on at some point to talk about what they do. Uh, it, it was a blast to meet you on the last boat. I hate that you're not going to be on the next one, but I, I, I understand sometimes that life happens. And we don't get to, to be on there. But as I said before, me and our wives not might not be there, but me and my buddy and Jeremy will be on every one of those, especially until we get that <laughs> robe. So when you do come back, we'll, we'll certainly have a drink together. And I, I hope to, to see you next time you come down here. Uh, to Charleston, but but Brian, it, it's been wonderful to be able to talk to you. I, I appreciate uh, your perspective, you letting us know about some of the crazy things going on up there, and uh, in Indianapolis, and for for being such a big fan of music, man. Thanks so much for being on. 
You too, Chad. Hey, you know, I, I love your podcast and on all the positivity that you bring to uh, the entertainment world, the spiritual world, and, and all the uh, perspective that you bring. So thank you very much for what you're doing out there. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You're the only one who ever, who's ever said something like that. Uh, oh, that, come I mean, on. 190 shows, and somebody said, no, I, no, listen, I appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> I would definitely, you got it. Definitely have some drinks together soon, man. You take care, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Cheers. I want to go to Alaska and get away from it all. I want to go to Alaska where the trees grow tall. Because when I get to Alaska, I buy a pickup truck. And while I'm there in Alaska, I try and press my luck. But when I get to Alaska, I meet a local girl. Want to find uh, ourselves in Alaska. Brian Peterson for being at least we'll give it a whirl. Appreciate him uh, taking some time. Come on the show and say some very nice things and uh, tell a little bit about his life story and the crazy things that go on with him. (laughs) The Freebird thing. As soon as I saw the Freebird Fest, I was like, I I tried to find out whatever information I could on. I'm like, no, I got to talk to this cat. That looks like the craziest thing, and it was. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is which is nuts. But uh, thanks to him. Uh, for coming on the show, uh, bringing a little bit of spotlight into what's going on in his area. And uh, hopefully some of you are able to uh, participate. Maybe next year we will uh, we'll maybe uh, maybe do uh, a little bit of a reminder. Hell, who knows? Maybe we'll be there. And we'll do like a meetup or something like that. I do get emails about that every now and then. About uh, if the community here does meetups. no. I, I I've never tried to, to to make that happen. I've always wondered how it would uh, be easy to meet up around a Don Merkel <laughs> concert, probably. Um, and again, uh, nod to Don. Thank you so much for letting us use your music here on the show. That that cut of Alaska that he was just singing just now, that my voice interrupted, is actually from the show that we did. If you're interested in, in Don Merkel's music, go go check it out. If you really want to hear something really cool, though, he and I did a show about, I think, two years ago now where we sat uh, here in the studio. He told stories. We talked about a bunch of crazy stuff for two shows worth, and it uh, it ended up being pretty good. It, it, it's funny. If you listen to the beginning of that show and the end of that show, uh, our voices slur a lot more at the end of that one, but we had a good time. Uh, him telling stories behind the the music that he writes, and then us kind of sharing some stories of stuff that we'd gone through together, and 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 some other things I had heard. It's called "Rumor of a Ghost," part one and two. Check that out if you want to find out more about his music as well. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. That's that's what hit me. I, I you know, and I think about guys like Brian that I've met. Um, when I think about people like Don that I've met, uh, something that really kind of connected uh, my wife and I. As a matter of fact, the first time we ever met was at some little local uh, five, I think, uh, after five, alive after five, something like that, uh, where there was a band playing. Music is something that unites people more than you think. I think it connects all of us in some way. Not everybody's crazy about going out and, uh, going to every concert they can see. Not everybody follows like their favorite band. Not everybody gets on a boat <laughs> and throws a bunch of money at the guy from Sister Hazel and says, "Hey, take me away for a week and let me meet a bunch of people on a on a on a cruise ship." Not everybody does that, but but we I, I've never met anybody who says, "No, I don't like music." Everybody likes music. They may not like your type of music, but they do. And I think it's kind of interesting the the way that music really can kind of guide us uh, the the way that i met don and, and ace my buddy ace who's been on the show well once or twice uh you know w- w- these these are people that i probably some of the best friends i've had especially in my elder years uh although i haven't seen them both in a long time i'm gonna give them both a call today uh it's through music hey this guy needs a piano player well i don't know one but i'll give it a shot uh, and I went over to Ace's house because Don was supposed to come up from Charleston. Uh, there was a hurricane. Don wasn't able to make it. I looked at Ace. Ace's like, you can come in and have a beer if you want to. And I'm like, nah, I'll pass. That was the beginning of the, th- of the friendship uh, that, that I had with both of those guys. 
it's kind of a comedy of errors from from there how we became friends but uh it, music music was a thing playing was a thing when i went through my divorce and uh needed something to change my life around i can tell you that finding those guys in the bar uh that i would go to and finding out that they had a band and they needed a piano player that that's what changed a lot of stuff for me it gave me at least some kind of direction and i met a lot of friends that i had stuff with in common um that that really kind of helped me during that time and, and and then you know just using brian as an example here's a guy that lives a completely different life from me he lives in a completely different part of the country th than i do one that i never go through um, who is doing some incredible things through music that I find fascinating that helps other people or at least helps promote something else. And we're all connected through music. I sat down and started thinking about the friends that I have and the ones that I've gotten. And if I, if I could lay a connection through music with them somehow, it's, it's almost every single one of them that I'm close with. And that's not just me, a music-loving guy. I bet you could do the same thing, too. It's amazing how music really can resonate with us and guide us sometimes in some different places. One of the things that, that amazed me that, that Brian talked about is the idea of playing guitar and learning it at a not an old age. When you're in your 40s, you're not old. I'm sticking with that for a while. And I, I apologize to anyone who was in their 40s back when I was young, like in my 20s, and I called you old. I had no idea what I was talking about. I, um, I'm amazed at that, uh, that, that he looked at it and said, here's something I want to do. And so he, what did he do? He picked up some online classes, which is amazing. You can do that now. There's no excuse. You can pick up an online class and learn how to play something. Found that he had a love for something. Yes, he had played a couple of instruments before in his past, but uh, listen, not really. If, if you look at somebody who's now playing rhythm guitar on Freebird for 30 minutes, that's not a guy that was a virtuoso in any of those uh, instruments. I mean, he, he found an online course, decided he wanted to play it, but, but, you know, dedicated some time to it, accomplished his goal, and I'm sure it's going to extend from there. I was reading not long ago, uh, and I may have mentioned this before, but I, I found a lot more uh, information uh, about this, and I, I kind of delved into it, went down a little rabbit hole. Tony Dungy, the guy's a, he's a commentator on, um, I guess, I think Sunday Night Football now. It's either Sunday Night or Monday Night. I think it's Sunday Night Football. And he, uh, he was a uh, coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, helped turn them around, was a Super Bowl-winning coach with Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. And uh, Tony Dungy uh, was – had an uncle, had an uncle who uh, in his 90s, I think, decided he wanted to learn to play the trumpet in his 90s. And what was amazing is the whole family was like, what is that crazy man up to? Why is he doing that? And when I read Tony's take on it, it you know, he, he felt the same way. And then one day he realized, well, why the heck not? The guy's not dead. Why, why the heck? Like, what do you mean? Like, what's he ever going to do with it? He's going to play the trumpet. And Tony said he actually got pretty good at it. He he, he would sit in his in his room upstairs practicing and, and got to be a really good trumpet player. Now, before he passed, he didn't go off and join some jazz band somewhere, but it's something that he wanted to do and he found some enjoyment, something that kind of lifted his spirit, something that made him fulfilled. But but more than that, it was a lesson in um never stop learning, which is which is wonderful. I come across that now a lot with people. And they'll they'll say things like, uh, "Well, you know, I never learned to play an instrument. Well, why don't you learn now? Because that's something that kids do. Why do we have that in our mind? I have no idea. Taking lessons, like you you'll go back to school, you'll go back to college, but you won't look at learning piano. You know, how long was it before I could play at a recital? I mean, it was like a year, two years. It it does. And I was a kid. How much quicker can you learn nowadays as an adult? It's the time thing, isn't it? Dedicating time to it. Oh, that's the thing. We put up so many roadblocks in our way. We put, we put up so many obstacles. We, we put them up ourselves. They're not there. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. You got kids, you got a job. Yeah, your, your time is limited. But you could still find a way. You could still find an online course. You could sit down and dedicate some time to it. But it's not just musical instruments I'm talking about. I'm more amazed as I go along. When I, have, when I sit and have conversations with people, 
When I hear stories of things like, uh, no, I've never taken that trip. No, I've never gone abroad. No, I never did travel. Never did travel. You, you still got breath in your lungs. Why aren't you traveling now? I never did go see that concert. Well, if the, if the performers passed, I get you. I hate it. I hate that I never saw Prince or Tom Petty. Still, still just bothers me like crazy today. Because I had a chance to see both of them. Ah, isn't that what it is? The chances that we didn't take? You know, that line is so cheesy. But I think we say it's cheesy because we hear it all the time and we just don't want to hear it anymore. There's a band out there you've always wanted to see. There's an instrument you've always wanted to play. There's some festival you've always wanted to go to. There's something. There's something. And branch out from that. There's a book you've always wanted to read. A person you've always wanted to call. A friend that you've always wanted to patch something up with. The sober reminder just a few weeks from doing a show about Jimmy Jimmy Buffett and the death of my uh, my my brother-in-law, uh, that I'm I'm reminded that all this stuff is just fleeting, man. It is, it is. I don't know how many lives you've got, but you really should do what you can to make the the best of it. And it's so funny that you think that you're learning to play an instrument when you may be gathering uh, five very close friends that you never would have met. It's amazing how one step in one direction will add more to your life than just that one step. Learning an instrument allowed for Brian to to play on stage. Part of that is probably a lifelong dream for him. I didn't ask him, but I mean, just being able to do that is really cool. It's really cool to be able to play on stage. Just, I never take it for granted. Anytime on, I'm on, I'm up there. I like, I I love it. I love it. I have a good time. I want people to have a good time while I'm there. And and every time I see a smiling face, I never take it for granted. I remember a lot of them. And and, and it's and it's it's such a, a amazing feeling. But one of the things that I love when I'm sitting back and just taking it all in after it's done is I think so much about the people that I've met through it. The folks that are important to me. What they add to my life and it it, it wasn't just playing a, a you know, four chords on a guitar. There's so much that we have in our life and so many different things that that I think we miss out on. But the one thing that I've really been trying to push more and more this year, not only in my own life, but yes, on this show, is that we still do a terrible job interacting with other humans. We've got to get better about it. I love being a part of different things, different events like the Ruck Boat. Yes, that's the last time I'm going to mention it, I swear, at least on the show. Uh, or or other other, you know, other team building things that I may do for work or other festivals that may be going on in town or, or somebody's kids in this place or I'm going to go and do this or just a friend saying, hey, we haven't met in a while. Let's go have a drink and, 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 and finding time to do that. You hear our family talk about the camping trips, the, the events we go to, and people ask us all the time, how do we stay so busy? And, and, and I get that because it can get tiring. Don't get me wrong. My wife and I just had a night last night where we sat on the couch and watched a movie. First time we've done that in, I'm not kidding, years. But I'll tell you that if you really ask our family, if, if we're at our point where we're being our most blunt, that our family would look back at you and say, why aren't you more busy? How many weekends do you think you've got? How much more time do you think you can get? You can't buy anymore, man. I love talking to guys like Brian. I love meeting people like him. I love meeting him through music. And I love uh, that our paths have crossed, our lives have touched through through something that seems so simple, but but really what it was, think, like think about this: the reason why Brian and I were able to even have that conversation, and that Don was even doing the music for this show, starts at me playing the piano with a band of older dudes. Brian going to a concert. Me meeting a woman who introduced me to a band that I went to that same tour, not the same concert, but the same tour, both of us wanting to see them again, signing up for a music festival, 
uh, put us on a boat in the middle of the ocean where we crossed paths and had a drink and shared a laugh. And our lives are, I would like to say, better for it. Because we made a new friend and somebody else that opens our eyes to things that are going on in their world. It's so simple. It's so simple. But the fact of the matter is, is you just have to let it take you somewhere. I don't think Jimmy Buffett would be upset with me using his analogy of a boat. But I think you have to do that. There's so much of this world that you cannot control. So much of your life that you can't. But if you leave your boat in the harbor, that, that's not what boats were meant to do. No, not at all. Something's got to get that sail up. You put it up and let whatever wind blows it, blow it. Whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's business, whether it's something in your church, whether it's something in your community. I don't care what it is. Let that wind blow and then you learn, learn how to adjust your sails and find more land out there. I'm telling you. Music is a wonderful way to do that. I'm glad that I have it in my life. I'm glad that it's brought me the people that it has. Go out there and hoist that sail today. Let it take you somewhere you've never been. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. So different.